You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Wednesday hump day edition of the show. A lot to get to on today's podcast. The throwback uniforms have been revealed for BYU. They will wear them against Washington this weekend in BYU's annual whiteout game. We'll talk about that here in the first segment. My thoughts on the uniforms and their potential impact. We'll also talk about what's going on with former BYU players in the pro ranks in the NFL. We didn't get to it yesterday due to some other topics, so we'll get to that today, as well as an interview with BYU linebackers coach and special teams coordinator Ed Lamb. I spoke with him one-on-one yesterday, and we'll get to that here in just a little bit. Today's show brought to you by our title sponsor, Deseret First Credit Union, as well as All Guard Pest Control and our good friends at Vivid Seats. We'll tell you about all three of those companies as today's podcast rolls on. All right, let's get to it. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for September 18th, 2019. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catcher, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to join us on a Wednesday hump day edition of the podcast. Let's kick things off today with BYU announcing yesterday they will be wearing throwback uniforms for this upcoming game against number 22 Washington on Saturday. Uh, Part of it is in celebration of the 150th anniversary of college football, the CFB 150. A lot of teams wearing retro uniforms around the country this year. And I got to give a tip of the cap to the Blue Brethren on Twitter. I know they're on some other social media sites, but they actually talked about BYU wearing a throwback royal uniform with new helmets, etc. earlier on in the offseason and they were dismissed. A lot of people said, well, we'll see if that actually happens. Well, it's what's going to happen. They're going to wear history-inspired retro white and royal uniforms, including a special throwback helmet design featuring the original Block Y logo, reminiscent of the early eras of BYU athletics. We're talking in the early, early 20th century. Uh, they use a similar gray face mask that they used in the 1950s and 1960s. So, it's a pretty cool helmet, honestly. I know there's a lot of people being a little derisive saying, well, that looks like Yale. Well, guess what? If you really go back in BYU history, that logo was the original block Y that BYU used. It's kind of the block Y they put up on the mountain way back when, uh, and I like it. Plain and simple, I like this uniform. Uh, they went with some royal pants. They have a white jersey with royal uh, numerals and royal s- stripes on it. Uh, there's, of course, white stripes on the ro- on the royal pants. And they also have some uh, throwback socks that are reminiscent of kind of the 1970s era for BYU football with two stripes on wa- two royal stripes on white socks. And I, I really do like what BYU's done with this. I know there have been some people saying that they could have done better, etc. Great. You can think that, but I personally, this is just me, your host, Jay Catch, talking about it. I think this new uniform looks great. I'm hopeful that the white and royal jersey with, so the white jersey with royal uh, numerals and royal outlines will be a regular addition to BYU's upcoming, uh, well, regular addition to BYU's lineup in terms of what they can wear each game because I think it's a great look. 
I think additionally, the good look is it being extended to the field. They're going to use a diamond pattern with BYU in the diamond that they used in the 1960s, along with the midfield logo of the special throwback helmet BYU is going to wear for the game. And the field will also continue to feature the official College Football 150 logos at the 50-yard line. So I think it's a fantastic way to celebrate College Football 150. BYU getting a big-time game against number 22 Washington this weekend. And I think it's going to be a big opportunity for this team to go out and really show what they can do in these uniforms. You hope they don't get a little too hyped wearing these uniforms, but I don't think that'll necessarily be a big deal. This seems to be a team that has very much kind of handled their business and just taken care of business, plain and simple, each and every day that they come out. And I, that's what I like about it, is that they just go out and they take care of business every every game, and they've done so so far this season. There's no reason to believe they can't do that this upcoming week when they take on the Huskies. Uh, this week's Cougar Canyon will involve four former Cougar greats. Heisman Trophy winner Ty Detmer, the former offensive coordinator at BYU, will be back in town, along with Allen Trophy winners Mo Elowanibi and Jason Buck, and former standout defensive back Derwin Gray, the last BYU defensive back to be drafted into the NFL, will all be on hand as part of Cougar Canyon, as well as running out the alumni flags before the game. It's going to be a fantastic day all the way around. If you don't have tickets for this weekend's game, I would encourage you to get them. It's going to be great weather. It's a big-time opponent in town. Uniforms, the field's going to look different. I think this should be an exciting throwback event, and it sounds like the throwback stuff is going all the way even to concessions. You're going to get great prices on concessions even. This is going to be awesome. The Game Day Magazine will have a throwback cover, uh, highlight a past era of BYU football, and have a special tradition poster. You can get hot dogs for just $2, offering a special past era pricing on hot dogs for BYU. And of course, you can purchase mini and full-size replica helmets of those worn in the game as limited throwback apparel through the BYU store. So going to be a fun game. Encourage you guys to come out to Lavelle Edwards Stadium, enjoy an afternoon of football, and enjoy the throwback era of the BYU Cougars as they wear these new uniforms. All right, so there you go. Some of my thoughts on it. I think it's a great look all the way around. I think they've done a bang-up job here. I know there's some people complaining about it, but I think overall it's a great look for BYU, and they're going to be looking really sharp when they take the field on Saturday. Coming up in just a minute here, we're going to talk with Ed Lamb, BYU special teams coordinator and linebackers coach. I spoke with him one-on-one yesterday, got some of his thoughts on the linebacking core, how they've performed early this season, as well as talking a little bit about the special teams as well. I had a great conversation with him. He's one of my favorite interviews in terms of coaches on the BYU staff, always forthcoming, always a guy who is... Uh, who's more than willing to share what he knows if he's able to share it with you. Hopefully that makes sense. So we'll get to that here in just a minute. Before we do that, though, we do need to talk to you today about Vivid Seats, one of our sponsors here on the podcast. Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace that is dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that will last a lifetime. Vivid Seats allows customers to get tickets to sporting events, music, theater, whatever you like to do, go out and do. Vivid Seats can help you get the tickets to that event. They have a great app, the Vivid Seats app. You can go download it on the App Store or the Google Play Store now. Fans will be automatically enrolled into what they're calling the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program, and it allows you to enjoy credits back on all of your purchases as part of Vivid Seats Rewards Guide. So you're purchasing event tickets, you're getting a little bit of cash or credit back to allow you to go to more events in the future. It's a fantastic win-win if you're a fan of live entertainment. All Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed up 
up by a 100% guarantee, so you have that peace of mind. And right now, if you go download the app and put in the promo code KICKOFF at checkout, you can receive a discount of up to $100, guys. Fantastic option, fantastic offer from Vivid Seats. We're proud to have them here on the podcast as a sponsor, and we're glad that they're offering our listeners this great opportunity. So I encourage you once again, go download the Vivid Seats app, get enrolled in the Loyalty Rewards program with Vivid Seats, and also enter that promo code KICKOFF at checkout and receive that discount of up to $100. Vivid Seats, proud partner of Locked On Cougars and the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, guys, we get to a conversation I had with Ed Lamb yesterday, BYU special teams coordinator as well as linebackers coach, guy who I really enjoy talking to. We had a great chat about linebackers, how they're kind of fitting into where defenses, where the BYU defense is going scheme-wise right now, and also got some of his thoughts on the special teams part of football, especially when it involves BYU, what Jake Oldroyd is doing, both kicking and punting, etc. So without further ado, let's get to it. Ed Lamb, BYU special teams coordinator and linebacker linebackers coach right here on Locked On Cougars. You guys did a lot of that rush three drop eight against USC. How tough can that be for a linebacker in that type of a situation? Well, it's it's actually pretty similar to some other defenses that we play. They, they have a, a basically a responsibility to be uh, inside or outside of, of a certain uh, gap or a certain player on offense, and they have a responsibility to react to run, and then uh, and then react to quick game, and then react to drop back pass in that order. And, and I think you know the guys did a pretty good job of it. They were able to rally up and, and hold the run, at least minimize it, and then uh, get in some good uh, throwing windows in the passing game. Yeah, how proud were you that you're – your linebackers led to all three of those interceptions. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't, we don't really look at it, you know, like that. Okay. I mean, it's like, you know, I, I coach the linebackers, but I actually, I coach, I coach the safeties in the D line and, and the corners, and, and you know, the, the corners coach coaches the linebackers. We all coach each other, so it's like any time a, a player on defense, or, or for me, anyone on the whole team, you know, as the, as the special teams coordinator, I'm involved in all these guys, so it's not, I don't really. I didn't even realize that really until you in, until uh, you know later in the game. Yeah. I was just I was just happy for the guys making plays. How nice was it to see guys like Peyton Wilgar and Max Tooley step up and really kind of have a breakout performance? Yeah, that's fantastic. They they work really hard. Um, Peyton has sacrificed a lot. You know, came here as yeah. as a walk on player and had some other opportunities as a scholarship player and believed in himself and uh, and we believed in him too and. And Coach Shiitake uh, lived up to his word. Felt like that he was a scholarship player, worthy player, and felt like that he could earn one by coming here, and uh, and he did. And uh, you know, to see him not only earn that, but then stay hungry for more and become a, a real leader for us, and to shine in a game like that. And then Max as well. Max Max works hard. He loves the game of football. He loves the contact part of the game of football, and it shows up in the way he plays. Keenan, we saw go out earlier. Is the hope to have him back this week? Uh, yes. Yeah. I hope to have all the guys back. Kavika's a guy, we were just talking to him, and he's got an interesting story. Multiple injuries for two straight years there, and now he comes out and leads the team in tackles against USC. How how cool is it to see a guy like that come back from what he's come back from? Yeah, yeah, Kavika and I, we got we got a history because when I first came here, you know, I was coaching the safeties in 2016, and he was a safety. Okay. And then, uh, you know, we felt like that he'd helped the team most at running back, and, you know, an injury over there kind of set him back. But I'd always had my eye on him as a guy who needed to be – you know, up at the top of the depth chart at running back or, or back on defense. And so when the opportunity arose and it appeared that we needed some more competition at the middle linebacker position, you know, fortunately the offensive coaches were really positive about just, you know, feeling like 
if he can fit in at a, higher on the depth chart at linebacker and have some some uh, you know and that and that would be something that'd be pretty much slated for him then he should go and so he was able to come over before in the summer and get a little crash course in linebacker and he's risen to the occasion what have you seen from washington on film so far uh they have uh they got some fantastic uh players they, they do a really good job with their personnel groups um they, they keep uh defenses really uh out of their comfort zone they, they show um you know they'll, they'll come out with with big personnel and run spread formations. They'll come out with with a smaller personnel and run tighter formations. That really presents a ton of challenges for us in the way that we we line up and we play and which calls that we can use. And so it'll be a real challenge. It was last year. We we had a lot of confusion in the way that we were playing last year, and uh, we, we just have to. It'll be a real challenge for us to get better. You got some personal history with Washington. You were on that '96 team that went up there. What are your memories of that game? Uh, I just I remember a game that was not. As, not as close as the score. I mean, they, they absolutely blew us out. I think they sacked us seven or eight or nine times. I don't know, and, and we're never ever able to get it going. And um, the, uh, you know, the, the place was loud, couldn't hear, and it was just a you know a really a, a hard fought, you know, our toughest game of the year, hardest hardest fought game of the year, and we came out on the wrong end. Last couple of things for me. I just want to ask you some special team stuff. What has impressed you most about Jake, both kicking and punting so far? Uh, yeah, I'll, I would probably say that the, the fact that he's doing, he's doing both. both. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a that's an impressive uh, that's an impressive feat to, to maintain the type of consistency of contact that's necessary to, to both kick and punt at a high level. I think it's fortunate that Skylar Salvin's so good with his with his kickoffs mm-hmm. because it's taken a little bit of the load off of off of Jake and Skylar won that part of the job, and I think it at least has allowed Jake to focus in on on those two. Are we ever going to see kick returns ever be a big part of football anymore? You know, I, th- I think, you know, the team we played last week, they had already returned two to, for yeah. touchdowns, and so I was, you know, concerned about that or maybe excited is a better word because I get excited about watching our guys run down on kickoff. You know, I think it's I think it takes uh, probably for the most part a kicker who's, you know, not capable of putting much hang time on it. Uh, the rules keep changing more and more yeah. in uh, in favor of, of fair catching it. I think uh, last year some of the top kickoff return teams in the country were about 25, 26 yards a return, and um, you know you can pretty much get that for free anytime by by signaling for a fair catch if the ball's you know in the air at least. So uh, yeah, I think I think it's going to become less and less a part of the game. You saw USC had two penalties as well, so that's another risk of trying to return kicks at this point. And uh, so I think the, you know, the, the challenge for most uh, teams is do you have the type of guys that like to cover kicks? Mm-hmm. And uh, if the opponent's willing to try to risk bringing it out of deep in their own end, you know, is it, is it a worthwhile uh, risk-reward situation for you? We've heard some of the guys on this team, like Diane, refuse to be taken off special yeah. teams. Why is, why is that? Well, to him, it's a, it's a defensive play, yeah. and that's, that's what we preach it. It's a, you know, the punt and the kickoff is the first play of defense, and uh, we fight for every yard. We fight for every tackle. We want to be in on every tackle, and there's just a certain culture, and not everybody, not all 123 guys on our team are part of the coverage culture. You know, it's, it takes a lot of courage. Um, it takes a lot of strength. It takes a lot of speed, and it takes guys that, that just are, are uh, you know, it's – the guys on that team, they carry themselves as if they're the most privileged person in the world to be on a kickoff team. And, uh, and if, if, that's, if that's what I see in a player's eyes, then they're going to be on our kickoff depth chart and they're going to get a chance to do it. Awesome. Ed, thanks so much. Yeah, thank you.
There you go. BYU linebackers coach and special teams coordinator Ed Lamb. I can't thank him enough for taking the time. I always enjoyed my conversations with him. And you heard him say uh, he remembers his memories of that 1996 loss to Washington, just getting absolutely blown out on the road. But he's hopeful of a better result this week as BYU takes on Washington. I also really liked what he had to say about uh, kickoff returns and how he thinks that anymore they're trying just to encourage guys to take that fair catch or let the ball just sell out of the end zone. And I get it. They're trying to protect players, and that play seems to be one of the most dangerous when it comes to football. But you can tell Ed Lamb, a guy who is very invested in special teams, and he says there's, there are not all 123 guys on that roster at BYU are not all in on kickoff cover and want to do what they do. And I, I, I respect any guy who wants to do it because it is a rough and tumble sport, and that play in particular is particularly violent. But I, I tip my cap to those guys who do it. And guys like Dan Ganwoloku, who play special teams, well, they're also helping themselves in terms of their future pro prospects by being part of these special teams for BYU. They can go out, show what they can do, and when an NFL team, if it does come calling, sees that they're adept at playing special teams, that only helps you in terms of your quest to make a 53-man roster. So I don't think it's a bad idea for guys like Diane Gonwoloku, etc., to be playing a lot of special teams because it only enhances their opportunities at the next level. Once again, thanks to Ed Lamb for joining us. Uh, you can, of course, check out all of these shows. We have a lot of interviews each week. Download the show on your favorite podcast, wherever it's at. iTunes, Google Play, Google Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, the Himalaya Podcast app. Please follow. Give us that good give us that good rating and review as well hit that subscribe button and let us know what you think of the show you can follow the show on social media facebook instagram and twitter at locked on cougars you can follow my personal twitter feed at jacob c hatch or of course you can drop the show a note via email by emailing us at locked on byu at gmail.com always enjoy hearing from you guys and your thoughts on the podcast at etc all right we'll talk a little bit more about former cougars and the pros as well as a decent show showing for BYU Women's Golf in their season opener here in just a minute. Before we do that, though, do need to talk to you today about our title sponsor on the podcast, and that is Deseret First Credit Union. Deseret First Credit Union, of course, shares a faith-based bond with its members, but they also celebrate the unique goals and passions of their individual members. They're asking them right now and everybody else, what is your focus right now? What is your why? Whatever it might be, have you thought about refinancing your home to save some of that money and help fund your passion project? Refinance doesn't have to be hard or even cost you anything and with rates still low right now now is a great time to refinance your mortgage and keep more money in your pocket I don't think anybody complains about having extra money in their pocket refinancing seems like it can be hard DFCU is out to make sure that it makes makes this si- process simple and easy for you as a consumer guys with no cost refinancing from deseret first credit union you can get locked into a low rate for absolutely nothing and potentially save up to hundreds of dollars a month the dfcu mortgage team is here to help you guys regardless of your financial situation whether you're a first-time home buyer you've bought multiple homes you have investment properties they'll make sure you're in the right situation for you with the right home loan as well call them 801-456-7070 that's 70 or visit dfcu.com to apply in just five minutes or less. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why, we show how. Membership and eligibility required, OAC, terms and conditions apply, equal housing lender. 
We'll get back to Locked On Cougars here in just a minute. Also need to take a minute and talk to you today about All Guard Pest Control, one of my favorite sponsors on this podcast. They are the best of the best when it comes to pest control needs. They're a company based right in Utah County, but capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front, regardless of where you live. They can make sure you are taken care of when it comes to your pest control issues. They offer multiple types of services. They have a quarterly program where they come out every three months, make sure your home is treated. They have that barrier up so you don't have any creepy crawly bugs walking around in your home, you have that peace of mind. If you have just a one-time need, you have want them to come out one time and treat one thing, they'll do that as well. They're one-time services. They don't sign you to a contract that requires them to come back out. They'll treat you the one time and leave you alone, guys. They use the safest products in the industry. They're rated for daycares, hospitals, restaurants, kennels, and vets. So that way you have the peace of mind knowing that it's safe around your family and pets. And they also won't be bugging you. All Guard Pest Control does not go to door-to-door knocking on doors. They don't believe in that. That's not their style. They have awesome online reviews. Seth and his team are big-time BYU fans, and right now they're offering a fantastic special. Any service you order this week with All Guard Pest Control, you receive $30 off. Three zero. You heard me. $30 off any service when you call All Guard Pest Control. Call them. 801-851-1812. 801-851-1812. You also can check them out online at All allguardpestcontrols.com. Seth and his team are the best of the best. I encourage you guys to check it out. All Guard Pest Control, proud partner of Locked On Cougars. As we close out this Wednesday hump day edition of Locked On Cougars, need to get to something I meant to get to yesterday, but got a little caught up talking about ESPN+. Plus. Of course, Tuesdays normally we talk about former Cougars in the pros, guys in the NFL ranks and how they're performing. Well, let's run down how guys performed in week two of the NFL season that are former Cougars. Starting off with the San Francisco 49ers, they blew out the Cincinnati Bengals on the road 41-17. to Fred Warner started at middle linebacker once again, had a team high tying seven tackles, four of them solo as well as a tackle for loss while playing 55 defensive snaps and two on special teams. Congratulations to Fred Warner. Continues to be a star in the middle for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers lost to the Detroit Lions 13-10. to Michael Davis was not active for the game after injuring his hamstring in week one. Here's hoping he can get back on the field in short order. He just earned a starting job so it was rough to see him go down like that. The Green Bay Packers took down the Minnesota Vikings 21-16 Former BYU running back Jamal Williams had a 15-yard touchdown reception in the first quarter. He had nine carries for 28 yards uh, along with the three receptions and the touchdown while playing 35 offensive snaps and 12 on special teams. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Jamal Williams is kind of a key cog that people don't talk about in Green Bay. And as long as, he's th- as, long as he's there, he's going to produce in some form or fashion. And that touchdown grab was one of those big ways catching that from Aaron Rodgers. The New England Patriots absolutely sh- uh, crushed the Miami, the hapless Miami Dolphins, let's put it that way, 43-0 in a shutout. Kyle Van Noy returned to the lineup for BYU, BYU after missing week one for the birth of his son. Uh, but once again, congratulations to the Van Noy family. Trey Legend Van Noy was born uh, two Sundays ago, but Kyle Van Noy was back in the lineup this past week, started at linebacker, had a pass deflection on a fourth down play in the fourth quarter while playing 41 defensive snaps for the Patriots. Patriots in that win. Other guys who participated this past week, well, didn't participate. Ezekiel Ansah was not active once again for the Seattle Seahawks 28-26 win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
Uh, here's hoping that Ziggy can get back on the field at some point. I'm hopeful that he can get healthy because you'd like to see him have an opportunity to show what he can do once again. Once upon a time, one of the premier pass rushers in the NFL. We'll see if he's able to regain some of that form. Other guys, Daniel Sorensen played 15 defensive snaps and 21 special team snaps in the Chiefs' 28-10 win over the Oakland Raiders. Continues to get it done. Of course, Andy Reid, former BYU offensive lineman and grad assistant, the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. So congratulations to Kansas City as they get going as well. And then down in New Orleans, the big debate this week is going to be a Taysom Hill versus Teddy Bridgewater with uh, Drew Brees out for some time after needing to go undergo surgery for a hand injury in his throwing thumb. Well, Taysom Hill had two receptions for 16 yards while playing 21 offensive snaps and 23 on special teams in the Saints' 27-9 loss to the Los Angeles Rams. Who knows if Taysom's actually going to get an opportunity at uh, quarterback for BYU. They went to Teddy Bridgewater when Drew Brees couldn't play in the game. I think Taysom... I think it's seeing, seeming more and more clear that this guy is going to be a jack-of-all-trades, maybe not just a true quarterback in the NFL. But that's not a bad thing at all. One final thing for you guys is the Browns and the Jets played Monday night with Cleveland beating the Jets 23-3. Sione Takitaki started for the first time or played for the first time for the Cleveland Browns. He had a special teams tackle while playing 20 special team snaps on the Cleveland side of things in their win. Bronson Kafusi had three tackles, including two solo stops, a quarter back hurry and a half sack that led to a Browns punt while playing 11 defensive snaps and 11 on special teams for the Jets. Harvey Longy had one tackle while playing 13 defensive snaps and 15 on special teams as well for the Jets. So good showings for all three former Cougars in that game. Here's hoping that all three of them can continue to have a successful year. Bronson Kafusi, that's efficient right there. Three tackles, two of them solo, a quarterback hurry and a half sack and just 11 defensive snaps. Yeah, you're getting some stuff done when you're on the field and hopefully he gets a bigger opportunity going forward. Uh, one final note before we go today is that BYU Women's Golf uh, had a good showing in their season opening tournament. They finished ninth overall at the WSU Cougar Cup up in Pullman. Uh, they had their best round of the tournament. Uh, Naomi Soifua shot a tournament low minus eight in Tuesday's final round for posting eight birdies on the day to finish tied for 16th individually. So congratulations to Soifua on that fantastic showing. She finished one under for the tournament. BYU will be back in action uh, this coming week at the Coeur d'Alene Resort Collegiate Invitational September 23rd and the 24th in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. We'll have more up t- details for you as get, that gets a little bit closer. But congratulations to Carrie Roberts and her team on a solid first showing in the season opener. Hopefully they can do better the ninth place going forward. All right, that'll do it for today's podcast. It's been brought to you by our good friends at Deseret, for, for Deseret First Credit Union, if I can get that out of my mouth, as well as our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. $30 off any service when you mention Locked On Cougars. Check it out, guys. And also Vivid Seats, one hundred up to $100 off when you enter the promo code KICKOFF at the Vivid Seats app. So fantastic offers from some of our great sponsors. Check that out. We'll be back tomorrow. More interviews, more thoughts, more analysis as we get you ready for the the game against Washington on Saturday. Thanks again for taking the time to download the show as always. Please give us a favorable rating and review on whichever podcast you prefer to use, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts. It really does help get the word out about the podcast when you do that. We'll catch you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Cougars for September 18th, 2019.